in an athlete, you want them to be, you know, slow on the inside and fast on the outside. You know, Tiger Woods, when he's hitting a ball, he looks like he's the calmest person in the world. Or, or Michael Jordan, you know, he's shooting a shot. It's just like, yeah, it's just a shot. So, but they've been through it a million times and they, they have that sense and that habit because of patience and persistence going through every shot a million times that they have the ability to step out of their feelings and let their body do what it knows how to do. You know, so they're highly focused. They're taking that step uh, into it. And then they're proceeding to follow through with what they know they can do. I mean, Tiger Woods has been through how many back surgeries? A lot. Knee surgeries, a lot. And he's always, I mean, he's getting a little older now, but he's always come back from that when people thought he never could. You want to transform yourself and improve your life. You long to help people. You wish to become healthier, happier, and more successful. This show is your opportunity to learn how to use hypnosis to make your life better. Each week, hypnotist Robbie Spear Miller interviews people who have already changed their lives in amazing ways with hypnosis. These models can help you discover your path to making the most of your life. If you want to learn how hypnosis can help you reach your goals, this show is for you. Hello, everybody. I'm Robbie Spear Miller, the host of the Hypnosis Show podcast. Um, today, we're going to talk about a really interesting topic, which is about how we can use hypnosis for sports performance. And we're welcoming one of my colleagues who I've known many years. Jeff Martin, who owns Lincoln Hypnosis and Omaha Hypnosis. He is a trainer with the Master Hypnotist Society, and he owns as well Lincoln Institute of Hypnosis, which is a state-licensed school in Nebraska. So welcome, Jeff. Hi, Robbie. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So why don't you start by sharing with us? I know you've already always been a big athlete and really into sports and also a really awesome team player, which is something I've really admired about you. It's something I could definitely be better at. So so why don't you start by telling us what got you into sports and, and be, like really enjoying that experience of being on a team and how hypnosis has helped you with that? Awesome. Well, I'm going to back up even further than that. I'm going to talk about being one of 13 kids in a family. And when you're one of 13, you better be a team player. And you learn how to rely on your brothers and sisters and your family. So I really learned that at home with uh, you know, a very strict Catholic family. And we learned how to be very disciplined and how to listen and follow instructions pretty darn well. So I took that with me to sports. And when I learned and played football, I guess that was my favorite sport. And, you know, from Pee Wee to Midget. And I was a little guy. Luckily, in the Pee Wee and Midget, they had a weight limitation. Well, when you go from there to high school, when the average weight jump from 120 to about, oh, 150 to 230. It was a huge jump. And I was just a little guy. You know, I was 160 pounds dripping wet. Actually, my freshman year, I was more like 121. So the competition was fierce. 
However, I learned that by going out there and just doing my best, not really putting myself in a place where I was in fear of anything, so I erased my fear or put it behind me. I stepped into just doing what I could do. And within about three weeks, I went from nobody knowing me to first string on defense. Probably one of the lightest guys on the defensive squad. And I was good, but I learned that by focusing my attention on the outcome that I wanted, my peripheral vision would open up and I could literally see everything on the field. So I'm not going to do it now, but there's an exercise that you can do to widen your view by just pointing your fingers in front of you. And if you want to do that a little bit later, we can do it if we have time. Okay, it yeah. Open up, it opens up your peripheral vision as you do this a couple of different times in a, in a pretty astounding way. So visualization and seeing and feeling in your body what's happening on the field is what really helped me. And I use that ability in my freshman and my sophomore year in high school. And my junior year, I actually hurt my back and could not play. And so I missed a year of football, a year of uh, wrestling, and some other things. So I had to really use my mind to kind of, number one, talk my dad into let me playing with a bad back, and then the coach. So you had to learn to be persuasive, and you had to prove that you could do it. So it was like going out again, the underdog, and learning that just do my best. And within a few weeks, and I was basically pretty surprised, I was first string on defense. What I was unaware of was they threw me at, I don't know how much you know about football in, in Canada, but here the line is very big. They put me at a pulling guard at my senior year at 160. I was blocking guys that were 230, like almost twice my size. So I learned that by visualizing, holding my position, pushing through, trusting my teammates or my family, because you become a family. You know, it's not just a teammate. You're like a family that works intricately together, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So there's so many lessons that you learn from family into sports and how to work in a group setting, how to depend on other people in your group, that you don't always have to be the star, that if you're just out there doing what you do, you're going to shine at what you need to do. So when I'm working with athletes, they are so much fun. You know, we do so many things that I've already learned here in the hypnosis business working with, you know, stress management, working with weight people and smokers. Athletes are the best because they are people out there that want to do better. They're kinesthetic. If you can just get them to blend the kinesthetic feelings with them into the visual and guided imagery and then teaching them how to create an outcome that they want that's better. When I'm working with athletes here, I work mainly with, let's say, kids about eight years and older. But usually it's when they're transitioning from grade school to junior high. Every time they go up a level, 
the competition gets much stricter and much heavier. So they, there's that there's that bump that they need to learn how to cope with each time they go up a grade level or each time they go up a category. And this can happen in football, baseball, uh, gymnastics. It can happen in uh, <clears throat> t-ball or anything out there, volleyball, any of those sports out there. The techniques are very similar. So as I'm teaching them how to do certain exercises, as they come in for a client, they really begin to excel almost from the first day. Their parents can see improvement. Their coaches can see improvement. And they feel more confident with themselves. So normally when they're coming to see me, they, they usually have some kind of an issue. Like Marissa came to see me, and she's from Omaha, and she played with a Creighton University basketball team. And she came to see me because she was a fifth-year senior, which means that she was an injured player because she got an extra year. And <clears throat> she had so many things going against her. One, an injury. Two, most of the other players didn't really want her there because it was her fifth year. So she was a little off on her game. She didn't have the confidence that she had before. So we did things with helping her with her self-confidence, helping her to visualize, you know, seeing the ball, but also helping her to deal with the other players on her own team, helping her to see where she was at, where they're at. How can they integrate her abilities into the team so that they felt like a family, not just like individuals playing different positions? So the integration process of an athlete is there's a lot of mental. It's a lot of mental stuff happening. I mean, she had the physical skills, but the mental block that she had were very powerful. So she went and worked with me for a number of different sessions. And I wouldn't take a testimonial from her at that time because she was still in school. So after she graduated, she came back and we sat and talked for a while. And she gave me an endorsement where she was working with uh, a pro team overseas where she was getting her stuff together so she could play professional basketball. That's how much this helped her with her confidence and her ability to play the game. I have a person right now, a golfer. Okay, he says 21 years old, plays at a university. He came to see me because he had certain, uh, not a gip, but when he got really pressure, his game went to hell in the handbasket, let's just say. And so I worked with him, number one, the first session we did some stuff together, where we just got him to do more guided imagery and feel more confident with himself. And then we got him to step into and create more power and more focus on the golf course. There's a movie out there, uh, Bagger Vance. It's an old movie. It's probably been out, I'm going to say probably in the uh, mid-80s to late-80s. And it's about a golfer. I think Matt Damon stars in it. I'm not sure. But he's a very good golfer. But he came back from uh, duty in World War II, I believe. And he went through some really bad mental stuff. At any rate, they put this tournament together with a couple of uh, very good golfers, pro golfers. And that's a journey that he went through. And he had a professional coach. In the movie, it was pretty darn dramatic. And how he got Matt Damon to... There's this one shot in the movie where I'm going to say it's about a 240-yard par three. It's been years since I've seen the movie. And as he sits down, he looks at that par three, 
and it's out like you can barely see it. And in about five to 10 seconds, as he's looking at it, the picture came up so close, it was like him look and looking at me in the face almost. That's how close in his vision that hole looked. And so his perception changed a lot. And I, he didn't hold it, but he got just a couple of feet away from it. So the visualization techniques that they learn in the process, the confidence that they learn along the way, helps them to muster up the courage, the sense of uh, happiness, joy, adventure that they know they can get from doing it. I had a young gal from uh, baseball. I believe she was a freshman in Omaha. And she came to see me because she felt like her coach didn't like her. Because he was always yelling at her. So we helped her to change that perception where to at least filter all that negative stuff away from her. And you've done that with your clients many times, I know. But, it, but it's a technique that I taught her, and it works so well. She eliminated the fear of the coach. They started communicating in a very healthy and powerful way. She got on first string within a, probably a month or less. And I've lost contact with her, but her parents, you know, every time I've talked with them or see them, they, they'll call. They Actually, she had a brother that came to see me for another sport. So it helps them so much if you get them in the right place and right state of mind. So I, I bring them in for a free screening. I chat with them if they're young and their parents to find out what's going on. Where, where is the difficulty coming from? Is it too much pressure from their parents or the coach? Is it not enough pressure, not enough direction? So as we filter out the reasons that things are happening, we can begin to focus on where they're at now and create in their future a new them. So they're stepping through ideas, they're stepping into a process of feeling great about themselves. But this all doesn't happen overnight. I blend the experience I've had for the last 25 years working with people, number one. So we're not only am I learning patience, but they're learning patience. They're also learning that, like the gal in from the Creighton University, the basketball gal that went professional, that you can get through injuries much quicker and much faster through visualization techniques. So my, I did some training on medical hypnosis, complementary medical hypnosis, and that let me learn how people kind of think when they're in fear or worry or they need healing to happen to their body or their heart. Whatever that is, every little piece kind of fits together in a, in a magical way, let's just say. Mm -hmm. so athletes are the most fun. They're, they're sincere. They want to improve. Uh, they don't think you're going to do it for them. So they are very good at taking responsibility for the changes themselves. Yeah, they know nobody can do your push-ups for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Other people think that's possible. <laughs> yes. Some people think that, yeah, they can lose 200 pounds just by sitting watching TV and eating Twinkies. You might cut that. I'm not sure that's a good thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is about belief, and it's about mm -hmm. changing belief. And there's, hypnosis gives you the structure to change belief. And I, I love to use the story about, you know, at one time you believed in Santa Claus. So when you were a small child, you learned that there was no Santa Claus. So you went through the grieving process. First, you got denied it. Then you got angry. 
And then you got, well, maybe. And then you went into kind of almost sadness or depression until you finally went into acceptance that it's just the way it is. So when you see a picture of Santa Claus here as a child, when you change that picture over here to a different belief, you see Santa Claus differently in your mind. How Santa Claus sounds is different also. How it feels inside of you is also not this way, it's this way now. So when you begin to have this belief that's forced upon you, this belief goes away. You can't go back to the old belief. So when you awesome. allow people to step into that new belief of confidence, as we blend the NLP and the hypnosis together, it, it's like, it's like hip, I don't know, you could say it's, it's NLP on steroids or hypnosis on steroids when you blend them together because it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And there's no question when you see the people how they are responding. You know that when you send an athlete home that most of them are going to practice what you teach. You know, I'd hate to bring up Husker football because these last two or three years have not been very nice to us. But I see athletes out there and you read about the athletes and, you know, maybe where they went to school and some of the things they did in high school, the bad things, are coming back and haunting them in the most important games that Huskers are playing. And I mean, I can see it happening as they're going from the first to the last minute of the game. And it's almost as if their worst fear comes to life at the worst moment when they really have to do their best. So I haven't had the opportunity to work with Husker athletes yet, but I'd love the opportunity to get with some of them, maybe not with every one, but with a number of them where they're either blocked by past performance or they don't feel big enough or strong enough, or they don't feel like they're really a part of a team or a family. Mm -hmm. So changing their perception, they will get better. They're letting go or disconnecting from all the past things that are no longer useful or no longer necessary. They're stepping into the present moment now. And then they're beginning to see their future in a new and more powerful way. You know, most hypnotists know that, you know, the past is the past. You can't change it. Okay, If you're in a present moment, that's the only place you can ever be. You can't be in the future either, but you can create a future from your present moving into your future. And that's really powerful. You know, Robert Schuller uses a very interesting phrase. Uh, I think he said, reality, reality rules. Okay. So if you act, and he basically says, if you, even if you don't believe something is true, if you act as if it is true, your performance will improve tremendously. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase. Yeah. You know, even uh, uh, Les Cunningham uh, wrote a book on sports hypnosis. And he talks about how to integrate sports into that. So I may just buy an extra copy or two of that and give a copy to each of the trainers at, at uh, Nebraska, perhaps even their sports psychologists, because they have a team full of them. I'm wondering sometimes if they know what they don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. 
So it'd be great to take them through a class or a course and help them to kind of take that step back and look at reality and then see what that reality is for them and then help them to integrate new changes or new procedures where they can step into what they want to create for the team or them for their family. Right. So it's an integration process. And, you know, like I said, that, that starts from home, learning how a family needs to be treated and a team, how they can integrate things together. The process is patience and persistence and commitment. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning patience and, you know, commitment. So as you get to step into a new belief, most people will, they're stuck in their feelings. They can't change it. So in order to change how you're feeling now, you have to step into your imagination and fantasize what you want in your future. So you see it. And then as you see it, the actions, the people, the sounds that are around it, and then the last thing you add are feelings. So see, hear, and feel. It's a great way to jumpstart an athlete, jumpstart a smoker, a weight loss person, person with stress. Are there stressed people out there with a COVID-19? You think? Just when you think it's over, the new Delta Force pops in. Mm -hmm. And so they, people go back into fear. They go back into worry. They go back into panic. Yeah. There's a way of moving through that that is safe and comfortable. This view of um, choosing to interact with life in this way about what do you want and building what you want and being in that really good zone is really important for everybody because I, I look at it like we're all Olympic athletes of our own lives. Yes. And so being able to be in that resource state and make those choices and focus that way is is helpful for just about everybody, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, I agree. I think sports illustrates like how it happens with athletes and sports is a great real life example of how your game could be in the zone or it could be off and how your state of mind has a huge impact on how that happens. Yeah. So there's a lot of sports psychologists out there that, that kind of know, but they, they don't really know. They don't, they, they have an, a concept of it, but they don't take the people through it. Mm -hmm. They're not, I don't know if they're just in their head thinking, 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 but they got to get out of their head and start taking some kind of action okay, and repeating an action that is going to be beneficial for that person and the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. When, when you see the really good teams, that's what they're doing. When one person uh, dips just a little bit, so there's always someone covering. Right. They're there for each other. They're there for each other. That's right. They never stop. Okay. Yeah. And they do whatever is necessary. The, yeah. uh, you know, but adding resources is something that is very powerful. So instead of having limiting decisions or choices, they're adding resources. Okay. They're adding resources of things in their past that have been very good and powerful. Letting go of the things that have been negative and stepping into creating you know, the zone state. So they're bringing in uh, feelings and emotions of past performances where they did very good. Mm -hmm. And if they're not taught how to do that, what they're doing by their own not trying is they go back and they grab something that's negative 
then they're limiting their ability to change or shift. So we really do help them to disconnect. It's almost as if that negative piece or part of them is so distant, so far back, that they can't even recall it. All they remember is what they learned and how they grew and how they got better. Mm -hmm. It's just a very, very fun, interesting way to enjoy life. Sometimes it's a double-edged sword. Because in sports, what I learned to do is get really jacked up just enough so that I was like, at least I felt invincible. I wasn't, but I felt that way. Okay. So sometimes if you take that amount of aggression into life, it can manifest itself in a way of uh, where it's not, people think that you're angry or upset. And it's more, it's, and it can be that too, it kind of turn into that. So I really had to learn hypnosis. And that's one of the reasons I got into hypnosis because there were some people that thought I was an angry person. Mm -hmm. Little old me, who would have thought? So I, well, I took hypnosis. Funny, Jeff, because I've known you since you've known hypnosis, and I would never think of you as an angry person. I don't think I've ever seen you that way. So clearly something changed. Yeah, so clearly something changed. And this was way, way back in the, in the mid-90s when I, I started taking hypnosis and uh, learning more about it. And it was like you take one class, and then you got to take another one, then you got to take another one, and, and so on and so forth. So I noticed that within a few months, uh, when I came home, my wife said, you seem nicer. <laughs> so you, you get the feedback that are, that's necessary for you to learn and grow. And so you step into new opportunities instead of being, you know, someone that, you know, chops up produce in a grocery store all day long that I learned that I could, you know, sit in a, in a chair and change people's lives. Mm -hmm. So it's a dramatic healing for myself and because I understand anger probably better than most people I can see it in other people pretty darn quick because mm -hmm. there's always that piece of anger especially with smokers where there's stuff in their feelings mm -hmm. and then when you're not smoking some of that comes up doesn't it and and of course stress people and weight people appear uh, that people that are dealing with fears guilt worries stresses so alleviating those issues by helping people to step into like that zone state that we do for athletes helps them to feel more safe in their own home when they're at work, where they have a, like a circle of energy around them. It helps to filter the negativity coming at them, whether it's, you know, the other player or whether it's a person in your life. It doesn't really matter. You want to be able to take in the parts that are working with you instead of going in your head and going, you know, I should do this, but I want to do that. I should do this, but I want to do that. So you, if you're fighting with yourself, you've already lost. So you want all parts of you to come together in a powerful and beneficial way so that all parts of you are working to create resources, to create adventure in your life and your future. Mm. So eliminating the old, unwanted, unneeded, unuseful thinking, bringing them back into a reality that's more beneficial for them. So you're creating sometimes a whole new complete reality for that person. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. So one thing that I'd love to explore with you, Jeff, is, is the thing I've observed in working with athletes is that often if they're really excellent at their sport, usually if they're coming for help with hypnosis, they are. Yes. And they're either on like a triple A team. Do you have triple A teams in the States where they're like the super competitive kids teams or they're doing it professionally or they're preparing for the Olympics? So usually they're doing something pretty competitive if they come see us. Most um, of the time, yeah. Most of them are in two or three yeah. different sports, yeah. Yeah. And so when, one thing I've observed with many of them is that because they're, they are so talented and driven and involved, they almost um, grow up from a pretty young age feeling like that defines them or they, they really associate their sense of self-worth right. with excelling at the sport right. and right. that it can get in their way because it can create too much pressure. And so sometimes they end up being put up on a pedestal by their parents or their coach right. or whatever, yes. um, or they're, they're trying to prove so hard that they're okay. Yes. Or sometimes yes. they're doing it maybe to escape difficult circumstances in their life. And they're, the sport is an escape, but there's this, this, the intensity helps them excel, but it can get in the way because if it gets too much, then they can choke right? Yes. If it goes beyond the zone. So one of the things that I, I often um, spend a lot of time with, with people who come for sports performances, getting them to accept themselves as a member of the group of people and, and being okay with that. Like I had a client once who came from a culture that was very group oriented. And so she said to me, you know, I'm just one of a billion ants on this planet and, and really looked at every choice she was making in life from that point of view which in her situation was not a good thing for her. Like she was going way too far in that direction. Right. But I, I found a lot of athletes are going way too far the other direction where they feel like their performance defines them or if they don't perform, they're not okay or they'll lose everything. Um, that it can be very uh, difficult sometimes that way. Right. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I haven't had to deal with too much of that because of the ages of the people that I've been working with. I have mm -hmm. seen that in many, many athletes where mm -hmm. they, they are put on that pedestal. And so what, what they're lacking or they don't get, because they, they, uh, they always get their way, they're like a spoiled child. So mm -hmm. they, they don't have the maturity to deal with life. Okay. So they haven't gone through the learning curve of maturity. I'm just guessing that as you grew up in this huge family with 13 kids, nobody could really stand out as the kid on a pedestal because like, oh my God, 13 kids, right? Like I, I know somebody, I think she's the, the youngest of eight kids. And she was telling me that, you know, by the time you're the youngest of eight kids, your parents say, oh, you just fell down a whole flight of stairs. Oh, you're okay. And then they just move <laughs> on. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so she she grew up to be a very successful businesswoman because she knew nobody was going to do it for her. She had to make it happen. Um, and I, it just brings to mind um, like so I'm imagining that for you growing up in that huge family, that was the attitude that you had because you didn't have a choice. And it, it served you because you had went through times where you were excelling at sports. Yes. And you were you were doing it against odds that were stacked against you. You had injuries that took you out of sports. You you did what you needed to do to get back in, but that you had to you had to make that happen. Right. And right. and that sometimes it did happen, and sometimes 
you had to recover from your injury or take a break or right or or maybe not be the the one of the best players on the team right or learning so, and so growing you, yeah yeah you've had that range of experiences from a very young age um so i'm just wanting to share i i once had an olympic athlete come here for help for sports performance and her situation was that she was she had a full scholarship to an american college mm-hmm for her sport. And what happened was, and she was from another country, not the US, so she was there on a student visa. And what happened was that she injured herself. And so she she had to she had to leave the team. Yep. And this yep. team was her family. I mean, here yep. she was in a yep. different country across the world. And as soon as she had this injury and she had to leave the team, they all abandoned her. Like she wasn't part of things anymore. And it was this huge crisis for her. And yet she wanted to keep swimming and competing and being in the Olympics and everything. And emotionally, this was very difficult for her because when she was growing up, the sport was her thing. She got all the attention around her performance. Her parents put all kinds of time and money and energy into nurturing this. And so it was this huge deal. And so I, I've seen a number of athletes who, to varying degrees, the, the story I'm telling you now is an extreme version of it, but to varying degrees, um, really feel like they're, uh, that it's on the line for them in terms of being abandoned or worthy or good enough or it defines them. Many athletes have injuries and when they do, they might not be able to play mm-hmm. anymore on their team or they might have to take a break. And like, how do they handle that, right? When when we have success, uh, what goes up must come down. And That's so right. when, when athletes right. go through that change, um, I often help my clients make peace with it ahead of time, like expect it to happen so that they can get the monster out of the closet ahead of time so that when something like that does happen, it's not such a huge deal. So I I just wanted to explore that a little with you because I think that at least for athletes who are really excelling or many people who excel at other things in life, this is, you know, we're talking about sports right now, but this really could apply to anything. How can we humbly accept the ups and downs and and be one of a billion ants and be okay with it and then be able to go and excel when it's time to excel? Yeah. Well, what you're saying is true. That's one of the reasons why I like both parents to come with the person if they can. And I don't care if that person or that it's a child or someone that's 15 or 19 or, or even 30. You know, if I can know what's going on in the background, it's going to tell me a lot about what that child or that athlete is going through and how I'm going to work with them to get them to change. But more times than not, it's their parents. Mm-hmm. Yes, I hear yeah. you. So when, when they're kids, we have the advantage of being able to incorporate the parents in the hypnosis program yes. and give them feedback. And, and we do that a lot where the parents will have sessions and they, they learn what the kids are learning, yeah, exactly. and so, which is great. But, but when we're dealing with people who are already adults, they still have that challenge, but we can't, right? They, the parents are inside of them by the time they're adults. Well, you know, their, their parents are really big children. Mm-hmm. We're all children on the inside anyway. And so parents that are working with their child or pushing them too hard or not giving them the breathing room they need to mature into their sport or get the accomplishments that they need, they put, you know, that's the thing where they put too much pressure, they're going to do worse. 
-hmm. not enough pressure, they'll do bad. So there's that balance that an athlete needs to have physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally that helps them to perform better in that process. So they see things more clearly, they're more focused. So in an athlete, you want them to be, you know, slow on the inside and fast on the outside. So like, you know, Tiger Woods, when he's hitting a ball, he looks like he's the calmest person in the world. Mm-hmm. Or, or Michael Jordan, you know, he's shooting a shot. It's just like, yeah, it's just a shot. So, but they've been through it a million times and they, they have that sense and that habit because of patience and persistence going through every shot a million times that they have the ability to step out of their feelings and let their body do what it knows how to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. they're highly focused. They're taking that step. Uh, into it, and then they're proceeding to follow through with what they know they can do. I mean, Tiger Woods has been through how many back surgeries? A lot. Knee surgeries, a lot. And he's always, I mean, he's getting a little older now, but he's always come back from that when people thought he never could. So learning how to enjoy the challenge, whatever that challenge may be, because the challenge could be recovering from back surgery. Yes. You know, when I had my quadruple bypass surgery, you know, I was kind of going, well, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah. just you know, kind of going through an experience. And it was an experience. And then I got back into, you know, exercising and working. And, you know, I don't you don't want to use things as an excuse or to blame things that are are going to that happened. You are simply a person present moment creating a step-by-step process of creating a future for yourself and for your family. I think what's useful here is, is really helping people separate how they feel about themselves or their acceptance from their performance, because how a useful way to do this is to enjoy the challenge, to learn from everything that happens, to have a sense of humor about it, um, to, to love the, the, the thrill of taking it to the next level without it feeling like it defines who we are. But if they hate themselves, it's hard to be nice to other people. Yeah. It's also great to know that it's much better to be on the playing field challenging yourself than the person in the sidelines yelling and screaming at the players. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's fun to be a spectator, yes, yes. but in life to be willing to participate and challenge yourself and focus on that yes, is uh, yes. a much more useful, no matter what it is that you're, you're whatever field you're playing on, um, to, to put your awareness there yeah. makes your life well, a lot a more good fun. message for your listeners. And that's a good message for my listeners. Yeah. Okay, so we, as we move forward, it's, we're creating something that, uh, I mean, we like each other just doing this, but also creating an environment or a, a place that is safe for people to come to so they can get their life back on track or create a better life for themselves or their family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's, if that happens, it's worth a million bucks. It sure is. And, and athletes know that there's no way their performance can be perfect every time. They might have like an awesome shot or an awesome game, but they have to face the ups and downs and the imperfections of that. And I think some people who haven't maybe had experiences like that are, are really worried about making a mistake or things not going so well. Um, so being willing to be out on that field 
and, and just doing it. And whether it goes great or terrible and learning from it, I think is a great uh, way. It's a great, great approach to living a full life. Yeah, I think it was uh, Abraham Lincoln that he lost like 21 times before he won. <laughs> and uh, so mm-hmm. that's, that's patience and that's persistence. Yeah. Awesome. So is there anything else you want to share with us? No, I just want to mention that, you know, I do have my school here, but I want people to know that, you know, whether they needs a sports enhancement or they want to learn and train to be a hypnotist because they really like helping other people, then, you know, they could call me or visit my website, Jeff Martin, and my phone number is 402-202-2577. That's my cell number. I'm always near it. I answer all my calls or I will return the call if I'm with a client. All right. Well, thanks, Jeff. So um, people can reach you at LincolnHypnosisCenter.com. Is that right? LincolnHypnosisCenter.com or OmahaHypnosisCenter.com. Yes. Okay. And they can can sign up on my webpage uh, through a different couple of different services that we use. If you want me to get back in touch with you, I can either text you or call you or email you or both. You can also go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com to find out more about how hypnosis training can help you. We've got lots of free resources yes. where you can uh, apply them to help yourself or your family or friends. And when you're ready for the live experience, I'm happy to meet <laughs> with you for a free hypnosis consultation to see if this kind of training is a good fit for you. I, I see your website many times. I've been on your page many, many, many times. I've learned a lot from it. So thank you very much for having it out there for people like me and the whole world. Yeah, well, thank you too, Jeff. You, you're, you're out there too. So we're all doing the, We're doing this as a team. We're a team. We're a family, aren't we? Yeah. We, we have a great time when we get together. If you love to challenge yourself in sports or in other ways, next week's podcast is for you. Hypnotist Jeff Martin will be sharing with us how hypnosis can help you excel at sports and be a great team player and use these skills to do amazing things in every area of your life. And if you're wanting to discover more about how hypnosis training can help you, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule your free consultation. Remember to click the button to subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, and please leave us a review so you can help others benefit from the podcast too. Until next week. You've been listening to The Hypnosis Show with Robbie Spear Miller. Tune in next time to learn more about how you can change your life with hypnosis. And if you are interested in learning more about training opportunities, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule a free consultation.